Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast, uh, episode number 30, lesson number 30. Uh, and I'm so proud. I'm happy to have uh, Garrett uh, with us this episode. Uh, Garrett, are you there? Yes, I'm here, John. Thank you so much for being here um, and talking about this topic that we're going to be talking about. This was an uncomfortable uh, first mobile home deal. This was the first mobile home, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, I, um, again, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. I hate that I have to be on the uh Mobile Home Nightmares episode, but uh, <laughs> I must be doing something right if I, you know, I made it to your podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to be here, and hopefully, uh, the information we talk about today will be able to help someone uh, uh, with their mobile home investing. Agreed, agreed. And that, yeah. And, but and but, but to answer your question, yes, it, yes, it was my first deal. So. Okay, <laughs> which, which did add to the stress. And, you know, it wasn't the last one. I think that's equally as important to kind of touch on is that this didn't get you down or this didn't stop you or leave a ultimate bad taste in your mouth where you just quit. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, fortunately, I was able to stick with it. I can't say that there weren't times when I did want to hang it up, but uh, <laughs> uh, we were able to push through, thankfully, with your help. And you know, having, a, having a mentor really helps, you know, when, you, when you're going through situations like this. I was... Uh, thankful to have you there to help me. If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be uh, still investing in mobile homes. Oh, I'm happy to help. I'm sorry that we were in this situation. <laughs> I regret that we were in this situation. But you stepped up right. and you, I mean, just week after week, we'll get into the specifics for folks listening, but uh, just to give Garrett a little bit of praise, you know, and the folks that do, I think every investor, every investor that's been in this business for longer than a few years uh, or many months has gone through a ton of crap, you know, has dealt with liars, has dealt with BS, has been lied to, um, has had to overcome a lot of challenges, some unexpected and some probably expected. And anyway, just, you know, you're the one that are, you know, you're still here, you're still building a name for yourself. So um, I'm definitely happy to help and moving forward as well. You're Thanks, talking a little bit about you before you got into mobile home investing and we started working together you did have some previous real estate experience correct oh uh, yes i'd already been in uh, real estate myself um and, and real estate investing is something I, i've kind of been around my whole life my father was an investor also nice. <clears throat> so i was one of those kids that you know my father was one of those investors who did everything himself so i was one of those uh kids that was roofing houses and laying <laughs> carpet and um painting Painting houses, all all the all the grunt work, but yes. but yeah, I've been uh, around it all my life, and uh, I've been investing actively for about six or seven years. So uh, I own some multifamily and some single family homes, and uh, I just kind of stumbled upon you know mobile home investing, and you know something that um, after I kind of heard about it, and you know I heard about you, I heard your podcast on uh, uh, Bigger Pockets, and then you you kind of start googling, doing some research and stuff. I thought and it sounded really interesting to me. Um, so about a, just a little over a year ago, uh, I joined your program and, um, been working through it and going from there. Let's talk about this first deal because you okay. are, and I love that. And I, I, 
I wonder if this would have this whole situation would have been different if you didn't have the perspective that you did. You know, being from a family of, of investors and then investing for so long yourself, just to have the perspective that, yeah, people just can't walk all over you. You know, you can push back right. as well and you can find. So it, let's let's jump into this. Uh, this is your first deal. If you would take us from, yeah, the acquisition and kind of go from there. What did it look like and the size and the, yeah, that'd be okay, great. Okay, yeah, like you said, it, it was the first deal. Um when I joined your program, of course, you know we all start working through the modules that you uh, that you have in the program and kind of uh, doing your action plan. So that's what I was doing in the beginning, uh, <clears throat> just really out there meeting park managers, uh, collecting leads, working on my lead magnets, everything that you talk about. Uh, and then I guess maybe because I kind of started around Christmas time, so things were, were slow during that time. Uh, Christmas time, the slow of the year, our first of the year, uh, and then around March things started to pick up. So. I um, uh, I found a lead that was on Craigslist. There was a mobile home in a park in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, which is just, I'm in Nashville, by the way. Uh, and Bowling Green, it's, it's kind of in the area. It's just about an hour north uh, of where I'm located. Uh, so it was kind of in the uh, the area of uh, a mobile home park that I was kind of looking at. And uh, it was a really good deal. Um, the uh, the seller was motivated. He had just moved out of state, and um, and so I went up there to look up look at her home. But uh, to back up a little bit, this isn't the home that led to all the drama, but this is the home that introduced me to the park. <clears throat> so um, I uh, went and looked at that home. It was a great home. It was in really nice shape. But like I said, the, uh, the owner, she had moved out of state, so she was motivated. Uh, so we were able to negotiate a, a really great deal on that home. Um, so I went through uh, everything you talk about, went and met the park manager, uh, got approved in the park, uh, negotiated a really great deal. Uh, but then at the time when it came to close on that deal, uh, there was an issue with the title on that home. And so um, the, I, I spoke to the seller and I told her, you know, I wouldn't be able to buy it until you can give me a clear title. Uh, so we were kind of going back and forth and I was following up with her. But I'd also met the park manager, uh, had been talking to her, kind of working on developing uh, a relationship. You know, if, if anyone, if you hear of any home for sale in the park, you know, we'd be interested in taking a look. Um, if you have any homes that you own, uh, that the park owns, that you'd be interested in selling. I'd be interested in taking a look at, at those also. So just kind of developing the relationships and kind of getting my name out there like you talk about. And so while we were waiting, um, you know, for the clear title, uh, for the ho first home that we looked at, the park manager referred a home to me uh, from, you know, a, a tenant uh, in the park, which was also another great deal. It was a it was a lady uh, who had lived in the, the home. She was the owner. She had bought it in the 80s. Um, it, it was a little dated, but was in really good condition. Uh, she was an elderly lady, and so she was wanting to move uh, in with her daughter uh, just because she needed help with her, her daily needs. So I was able to get a really great deal on that home. So the purchase price of that home ended up being, I think, $3,000. It was a two-bedroom one bath, like I said, in really great condition. Uh, it didn't need any work. Uh, all I had to do was put a lockbox on the door and it was ready to go. And then from there, um, <clears throat> well, see, the, the funny thing about it is that the park manager had referred the home to me. And, you know, I, I spoke to her about the home and I asked her, uh, you know, about the owner, what kind of condition was it, and she really uh, gave high praises about the home. Like, hey, it's a great home. I know the owner. 
Uh, it's in really good condition. You'll be really happy with it. And so, you know, so thinking that, you know, we had developed a relationship and, uh, you know, this was going to be a good deal for me, I pulled the trigger uh, and purchased at home, and then that's when uh, the problem started. So you purchased a, the home was, you went through the home, you 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 say it's in great condition, just needs a lockbox on the door, doesn't need any kind of work. The park manager no, it didn't. It telling you the same thing. Yeah, I went and looked at the home. I mean, it. You know, there was there were some minor things. It was an '80s home, uh, but nothing. I mean, it was ready to sell. I could have put a lockbox on it, and I would have felt comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm not a junk man. I would have felt comfortable selling that home as is the next day, without doing any work to it. But you know, of course, we did clean it up. You know, had it, presented it nice. Uh, did everything that you talked about in the program. We, uh, started our marketing. Uh, people started coming. We, we gradually started get, getting attention to the home. Uh, but once it was uh, time to sell, that's when I really began having issues with the park manager. How long after you? So, so initially, right away. I mean, if, as soon as I'm, I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but anybody that was responding to the ads. You know, it's not like they're going into a home that needs a lot of work or any kind of handyman special. If they have the money, if they know about the terms that you're offering, if they see the home, they're going to like it. I mean, most people that walked through, I would assume that they liked it. Correct? Yes. Okay. It, like like we said, it was a great home, and the park manager referred the home to me, and she sang praises about the home. But whenever uh, – so how, how it was happening was <clears throat> I had my, my marketing out there. Um, people would respond to their mark to my marketing. I would, you know, I had a lockbox on the door, so I would send them over to look at the house. Just kind of, just like, just like we're taught. I would send them over to look at the house, and then um, uh, they would respond back and, to, and, and you know, I would ask for the feedback of, did you like the home? What did you feel about the condition? I would say eight out of ten people that looked at it loved it. Most of the people wanted, you know, to purchase the home. I didn't, I, just like I anticipated, uh, I didn't have any issues. Uh, with people feeling that the home wasn't in great condition. Uh, when I bought the home, I thought that I would have it sold in, in a week or two tops. And so what was going on? Go ahead. No, that's what I was going to ask you. What ended up, what, what, what did end up happening? Yeah, so, so what would happen is um, once when somebody would respond, you know, I was kind of screening people also, so I wasn't sending uh, anybody over to the park office that, you know, I didn't think to get approved because, like I said, I already own property, uh, so I, you know, I'm a pretty experienced landlord, so I'm able to kind of screen out uh, you know, people who aren't going to fit my criteria, so I was kind of doing that before I was even sending them to the park. And so what would happen in the beginning is I would, uh, people would be really excited about buying the home. Uh, once I would send them over to speak to the park manager, uh, typically after that, you know, I, I would you know, send them a text or give them a call to try to follow up to see, hey, did you apply in the park? You know, how are things going? And uh, most of those people would stop responding to my to my uh, uh, inquiries. It's just like they disappeared. So it's kind of like they went to the park manager, they heard something they didn't like, and then they just didn't want to hear from me again. And so, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you were assuming for a little bit of time, right? Because I mean, this was just all you didn't you didn't have anything well, to really go on. You couldn't get back the the potential applicants weren't weren't giving you any. Yeah, feedback. I, well, I really didn't. Yeah, I really didn't know what was going on. You know, some in 
the rental business, you get a lot of flaky people. People say they're going to go fill out the application, and they don't. But, you know, I really didn't know what was going on at that point. Uh, but, you know, I just kept my marketing out there, and just it just continued to happen. Everyone, people would go look at the home. Uh, they really liked it. They would contact me and say they wanted it. I would tell them to go to the park office and fill out the application, and then after that they would disappear. And so, short, you know, not too long after that, uh, things started to change a little bit. And so I would, uh, we would go through the process. I would send people over to the park office, and then they would just send, people would send me back, like, really uh, random questions that uh, um, uh, kind of made me think that something was going on in the park office. So, for example, I would send over to the, someone over to the park office, uh, and then I would follow up with them, hey, did you fill out the application? Did you speak to uh, the park manager? And they would send me, like, a question, like, well, the, the park manager told me that the home had roaches. <laughs> or or uh, the park manager told me that the home freezes up in the winter, or she told me that, that the roof leaks. Just these really random issues that, that the home didn't have. So at that point, I started to figure out that, hey, you know, something's going on with the park manager. She, she's not on my team like she's saying she is. How many people do you think it took to get to this point of going? Uh, well, it, I was again. I was talking to you this whole time, but it was probably I had three or four of those uh, inquiries before I kind of started to figure out, like, hey, she's not, she's not, she's not here to help. And, and, I, and like I said, it was my first deal, so I didn't have any reference right. uh, to go by, so I didn't really know what her motivations were. Uh, you know, and after talking to you, I kind of figured out that maybe she was trying to, you know, hoping that I would abandon the home or uh, the park. Because this park, they do sell homes and they rent homes and, and that kind of thing. So I really couldn't figure out why she would, uh, when she was talking to me, she spoke really positively about the home. But now that I'm trying to sell it to someone else, um, she doesn't have anything positive to say. This is one of the few instances that I've seen with folks around the country, there's two others that I can think of in years and years and years of dealing with managers where, you know, we have some that aren't helpful. You know, they're not going <clears> to <throat> bend over backwards or even bend over at all to help you. I mean, they're, they're not, but right. they're not going to be sabotaging you and lying to you and being two-faced, telling you one thing and then immediately telling, you know, prospective buyer something else with the sheer intent of harming you, of stealing your property, of maliciously going after you. So it's rare that this happens, but you know, folks listening, this is a extreme example of, but, but again, it, it happens on your very first deal uh, to some investors. This never happens. And on your first deal, yeah. Garrett, the uh, now, now with this person, I, I'm curious. Uh, I, I want to keep talking about the story and what we did to, um, what we did to overcome this, but did you ever, looking right. back, did, did you ever notice anything when you first, like looking back when you first interacted with her, would, did she seem that way at all, or was she completely conning you from the, from the, from the beginning? Uh, she was completely friendly in the beginning. The thing that I should have paid attention to was, you know, I mentioned that initially uh, I was there, I was in the park looking at another home, and that, that lady had a title issue, and she had purchased that home from the park. And so whenever she uh, went to, um, you know, transfer the title, um, she was having title issues because there, was, there were still liens showing up on the title of the home. And so when I, whenever I would speak with her, she was getting really frustrated with the park 
and with this park manager we were talking about because she was saying, you know, that uh, she felt that something a little shady was going on and um, uh, she wasn't getting any help from the from the park manager or the corporate office as far as getting this cleared up so she could get her home sold. So she kind of thought that something a little shady was going on with them also. So that was kind of the first red flag that came up. Like, hey, this lady might not be on the up and up in business dealings. But at this point, I, I had already purchased the home and I was already in the deal. Right. But, but I am thankful. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, you know, I am thankful for that because, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, in the beginning that I was going to end up having two or three homes in this part because, you know, things were happening really fast. I thought I was going to gain momentum. But luckily, this issue happened first before I ended up getting that other home. Because then I would have been stuck with two homes in her park and then having to deal with that issue. So, um, to that lady, I am happy that it kind of worked out the way it did. Do you know what happened to that lady? Did she just give the home back to the park? Was she able to sell to some to someone else? So I think she I think she had to actually end up getting an attorney uh, to end up getting the uh, uh, the whole. I did I didn't talk to her to find out all the details of what happened, but I know she did end up having to get an attorney to to try to get this resolved. And I know she did eventually sell, but I don't know exactly how it all went down. Okay. So you're, as of this point, you are hearing back from potential applicants that have not called you back. You had to text them and they're telling you, okay, now the manager's saying that there's leaks in the roof, there's smells, it freezes up in the winter. What did, what did, right. what did you do after that? Uh, well, I didn't want, I tried to stay non-confrontation with the park manager because, you know, she, my home's in her park, so my hands are kind of tied. I didn't want to uh, create a confrontational relationship between me and her. So I would call her and say, you know, hey, I spoke to uh, the person that I sent over and she said that you told her uh, this or that or whatever, uh, you know, the roof leaks or that uh, the home had roaches, which it did not. I, I never saw one roach in the home. But, uh, you know, she was just telling them all this stuff all this bad information. So I would ask her about it. And she would say, no, you know, they came over here and they asked me about these issues. They must've seen something. And they came over and asked me about it. You know, she would just lie uh, straight to my face. You know, I didn't want to accuse her of being a liar because like we said, my home's in her park. I'm paying a lot rent. Um, I'm having to go through her to get approval for potential tenants. So even though I knew at this point that she was kind of screwing me over, I still didn't want to uh, create a confrontational relationship. Uh, I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind. Hey, she's not on my side. I was talking to you. You were kind of walking me through different scenarios. But at this point, we had kind of realized that, hey, we're going to have some problems dealing with this park manager. Was there ever a time that you went to, I mean, did she give you any help? When you vented to her to say, you know, bottom line, what can I do to get people in this home? I mean, A, did you have that conversation? And then what was her answer? If, she, if you know, any help? No, she was, she was, she was one of those, the park managers you spoke about, she was one of those that was not willing to give any help. And uh, like we talked about, there were some people who actually did still want the home. So even though she would go to the, uh, I would send people to the office, uh, she would put a negative impression in their mind about their home, about the home. There were still people that, that were like, you know, we, we still want it. We like it. We like the price, whatever issues we think we can fix or deal with. So I did have a few people who did say that and the, what would happen with those people. I probably had three, three or four of those that were like, Hey, we still want the home. Um, we would go through the application process, uh, send the application into the corporate office and she would just deny them. 
she would call me back and say, you know, the applicant you sent over is denied. And so I would say, okay, well, uh, can I have some feedback? Was it the credit? Did they have uh, uh, a criminal record? Or, you know, what was it on their record that uh, caused you to deny them in the park? And she would just say, I can't tell you that. Uh, and that would be the end of the conversation. So I, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have any feedback, and she was not willing to provide any help. Uh, and that's when I kind of figured, and, and you, and through our conversation, we kind of figured out that hey, they must be trying to steal your home. Um, probably hoping that eventually I would just give up and give it back to the park and abandon it, because it wasn't it wasn't really good shape, and they could have easily resold it themselves. So, and they do do that. Did we ever do a background check before sending a potential applicant to the park? to make sure that, okay, this applicant, they are A-plus, credit, background, yes. they should have no problem. Yes. Um, finally, uh, I, I had a potential tenant to come through, and to fast forward, this is actually my tenant now in the, in the new part, but um, she came through and she was the ideal tenant. I mean, there was nothing in her background that would warrant her being denied. She... Um, See, it was, it was her and her daughter. Uh, she was a manager. She was a, a department manager at the at the local Sam's Club. Uh, no criminal record. Uh, she had been on her job for I think ten years. We actually, re I actually ran the credit report and background uh, before sending her over uh, to the park manager, and I sent the park manager a copy <laughs> of the background <laughs> report and the credit report that I had ran myself, I sent it over to her along with the application. So I just figured, okay, hey, I've covered all my bases. She, she, there's nothing she can do. She can't deny this person because I'm, I'm actually presenting her with all the information uh, that she would need for an approval. And, of course, she still denied that person. Uh, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I know how this story turns out, and that still upsets me. Like just, right. just the obvious right, I mean, lack I mean, of... It, it was crazy and it was you know like we talked about you know this is my first deal uh holding costs are adding up i'm having to pay lot rent every month i have utilities on in the house i'm having to pay that every month uh the home is an hour away uh, it's up in you know bowling green which is an hour north of where i'm at so i'm going up there and checking on it every weekend so at this point i was really starting to get frustrated um uh costs are adding up i'm not, i'm really starting to get nervous because i don't feel like she's going to let me sell the home at this point, I, you know, I didn't know anything about moving a home or what we could do or what my options were. So I was really starting to get worried at this point uh, because I just didn't, know, I just didn't know what was going to happen. I remember that conversation. I was in some yeah. country western store <laughs> here with a friend, looking at some. Anyway, I, I remember that conversation vividly because we were going through. Okay, what are the, you know, what can we do? And this is the different scenarios, and this would, these are how this would play out. I remember one of the scenarios was just. You know, walk away. Let you know, the park right. wins, and I mean that was terrible. I, I couldn't. I was having difficulty sitting with that. Um, right, right. And, and that luckily that wasn't what we decided. We did try. Uh, your suggestion at that point was to sell the home. Uh, was to market the home on Craigslist as for sale. Just try to make a little bit of money, uh, break even uh, at the worst, and just market that home as must be moved out of the park. So uh, that was our next uh, attempt. So I, I posted the home on Craigslist, as, you know, for sale. I think I posted it for around five thousand uh, dollars. 
uh, which at that point was about what I had in it, considering, you know, the acquisition cost and the uh, the little work we did and the lot rent I had been paying. So I was just going to break even at this point. So we were sitting, and, and people were still interested in the home because it was uh, it was a nice home. So, you know, people were going over to look at it to, uh, with the potential of moving out of the park. And, and she was even, you know, discouraging those people uh, by telling them that based on the age of the park, excuse me, based on the age of the home, that, that no movers would move it, uh, you know, which wasn't true. And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure she probably told them, you know, the other negative information about it also. So uh, that didn't work out. But luckily, um, I had been working your program, and I had been speaking to other park managers and developing other relationships. So at that point, me and you talking, you said, well, is there any opportunity for you to move this home to another park? Uh, which I had never even thought about at this point because it was my first deal. I had never moved a home, and I, I didn't have any idea what that entailed. Uh, so I, I called one of the, the park managers that I had been working with in that same area. It isn't a different um, uh, town or county, but it's only about you know, 20 minutes away from where this home was located. So I spoke to that park manager. Uh, at first I asked him, you know, simply, did he want to buy the home? And, you know, because at this point I was almost done with it. <laughs> I didn't really want to deal with the home anymore. I, I was throwing up my hands like, hey, do you want to buy this home? Uh, it's a nice home. I sent him pictures of it. I'll give you a great deal on it. He's like, no, I, you know, I'm tied up right now. I wouldn't want to buy it, but I would allow you to move it to my park. And uh, that's when things started to, uh, <laughs> to turn around. Did he offer any... So this was a park pretty close by. Did uh, he was willing mm -hmm. to take the home? Did he right. offer any sort of help with the moving costs? <clears throat> yes, it, it cost, um, and this was uh, like I said, it's probably thirty miles, if that, a thirty mile move. Um, I think the total moving cost to move the home, uh, set it, and. Uh, uh, tie it down. I think that total cost was going to be $2,000. Uh, he offered a $1,500 uh, incentive. Oh, that's great. Okay. Which I, yeah, which I was thankful for. So we were able to get the move, the house moved and it only cost me an additional $400. So perfect. So then, then the house, <laughs> did you, were, <laughs> did you tell the manager about the move? Did you see her face at all? Did you, how did that whole talk go down or did you not even mention no. it? <laughs> No, I didn't get to see her face. I wish I could have, um, but no, I, I didn't get to see her face. I did call her, uh, you know, the day before they were coming to pick it up just to let her know, like, hey, I'm getting the home moved, and she was kind of aggressive with me at that. That was the first point that she showed any kind of aggression with me. Uh, I was like, hey, you know, I have movers coming to pick up the home tomorrow. She was kind of like, you know, I already know that. They've already called and just kind of hung up on me. But, <laughs> you know, I wish I could have told her in person. Um, but I didn't get an opportunity to do that. But but I'm, I am glad that, you know, she wasn't able to just stick it to me like she wanted to. And, um, you know, and, and we were able to just based on uh, what you had taught me and what we were able to do. And luckily I already had those relationships because if, if I hadn't, if I hadn't had been working the program like you teach, um, I wouldn't have known any other park managers to call to see if there was even an option to move the home there. So uh, luckily it all worked out. I was able to get the home in there. Uh, the, the lady that we just finished talking about that I told you about that was what I felt like was an ideal tenant who worked at Sam's Club for 10 years and was a uh, department manager, and it was her and her daughter, and no criminal record. She had good credit. That that park denied. Uh, I ended up contacting her, and I let her know that, hey, we, we ended up moving the home. Uh, it's about 
you know, 20 minutes south of where it was in, in, a, in another town in Kentucky. But, you know, if you were still interested in it, uh, I'd love to have you as a tenant. Uh, she went and looked at it. Um, she liked the park. She liked the location. She liked the schools uh, for her daughter to go to. And uh, uh, she ended up applying in the park, <laughs> got approved uh, with no problems. And <laughs> yes. she's been my tenant now for she's been my tenant now for about a year. Yes. Uh, pays on time every month. <laughs> uh, never have any problems with her. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, I was nervous about this whole deal. Uh, I think I ended up. Uh, after everything, like I told you, I paid around 3000 for the home. Uh, with it all said and done with lot rent and the move and electricians, plumbers to get the home set it back up, I think I ended up having around uh, $7,000 total in the deal. Uh, which took it from a, you know, a home run to kind of, you know, still a pretty good deal. I was able to get it sold for around 18 uh, on payments um, using a lease option. So, uh, it worked out and it's still a pretty good deal, a pretty pretty good profit. Not as good as I, I thought I had initially, uh, but but gratefully things worked out in the end. You got that right. Sticking through and being persistent. The uh, as as we just discovered, you know, things can go not as planned when dealing with a manager or a park. Has dealing with this second park with this gentleman where you moved the home into the, his, his, his community, have things changed at all there? Is that relationship still solid? Do you plan on moving any more homes in there? Does... Oh, yes, uh, that's a very solid relationship. He's uh, one of my favorite park managers to deal with. Uh, he's very, very helpful. Um, whenever we move the home into the park, you know, he has an office. He, he owns three parks in this town, so he's an experienced. Um, investor so he you know he kind of understands the deal so uh, he, he was really helpful in helping me get the handyman and the uh, the tradesman to get the home set up and uh, uh, helping me get the permits that I need I'd never moved a home before so he was really helpful in walking me through the process uh, he, he does have a, a staff uh, you know he, he has office staff and he has some maintenance men so whenever some issues would come up um, uh, if, if I didn't have time to, to get a handyman out there, if he had the uh, extra capacity and his men didn't have anything to do, he would allow them to work on my home and I would just pay him. So, I mean, it's night and day. So I, I don't want anybody out there to just, uh, uh, you know, to be scared by the nightmare story because there are some great park managers out there also. And uh, I purchased uh, another home. I did purchase another home from him earlier this year because he does – you know, turnover homes occasionally, and he'll send them over to me to see if I'd be interested in them. Um, I haven't bought as many from him as I would like, but uh, because, you know, sometimes we can't come together on price, but uh, he does offer them to me, and I am actually moving another home uh, that I recently acquired. Uh, it's going to be moved into his uh, park tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. How long, based on that first one, how long, if this one is moved in tomorrow, <clears throat> How long until it's set up and everything's connected and it's on the on the market? Uh, I would say 45 days, 30, 45 days. It's kind of depending on how fast everybody can get out there. Of course, you have to get the permits. You have to get the electrician out. You have to get a plumber out. Uh, you have to I have to get a handyman back out to kind of get the skirting back on. And we set up the deck. So I would say 45, 
60 days at the longest. Hopefully we can move fast and get it done as quickly as possible. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm comfortable with this guy because, you know, I've been working with him for, you know, a little over a year now. I know he's not going to cause any problems. He's going he's gonna to help me out. So um, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that aspect of it at this point. You know, I, I got a good deal on a home. It doesn't need a ton of work. It's in pretty good shape. Uh, so uh, getting, it, getting it reset up is the easy part. <laughs> when you're dealing with competent people that know what they're doing, it's the easy part. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. When you when you actually move a home, you're actually dealing with professionals. So you don't have to worry about you know dealing with plumbers, electricians, and uh, you know movers. These are people who are in business, so you don't really have to worry about them as much as you might have to worry about the handyman that you hire on Craigslist to do something you don't know anything about. So you're typical. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So, did this guy? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about getting it reset up, but we are going to work to get it set up as quickly as possible. Did Did you get any break on the lot the lot rent while you're getting it set up? Uh, that's what he doesn't really like to do. I asked for it. I asked for sixty days. He said we would talk about it, but uh, uh, we haven't negotiated anything yet. But the lot rent in that park it's uh, it's not outrageously high. Okay. I think it's two hundred forty five a month. Okay. So. Um, that's good. If I have to pay a month or two lot rent, that's not going to hurt too bad. Understood. In this park, yeah. out of curiosity, can you can you rent it? Yeah, you can rent it. I'm trying to stay away from renting. I'm trying to, you know, I own rentals, and I just don't want to deal with any headache. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the thing that really, uh, you know, drew me to the mobile home investing and selling the properties and kind of holding the financing is uh, you don't have to deal with any of the maintenance issues that come up with owning a rental property. Um, like I said, I, you know, I have those, a couple other homes in this park now and I, uh, I sold them the, the way you teach and I never have received a call about <laughs> having to fix anything, which I love. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I mean, any other home that I get will, will, you know, probably turn around and be sold. I, I don't see myself ever wanting to rent one. Okay. Uh, well, that's a clear, clear statement. The, any yeah. uh, any last advice? Any thank you so much for being here. First of all, uh, and then any last advice uh, for for folks that uh, are up against a semi or, or very irrational park manager? Um, anything that we missed on? Anything that you want to touch on, or any advice? Well, yeah, I would just say yeah, I would just say the thing that you hear a lot in in any avenue of real estate investing is you have to be persistent. Uh, you have to be creative. You have to think of, you know, what your options are. Uh, be sure to, uh, you know, reach out to your mentors, your mentors. Uh, John, John is great. Uh, get on the Facebook group, ask questions, uh, find out all you can about this business because there's a lot of knowledge out there, and you don't have to rely on just what you know. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that can help you. And if there's a scenario that you're in, someone has probably already been through it. So just seek help. Uh, stay persistent. Stay positive. If you do run it past a, uh, a difficult park manager, just know on the other side of that there's one that's just that's positive and helpful and a, and a pleasure to deal with. So uh, just stay in the business and don't just get discouraged. Great advice. Easier said than uh, done sometimes, but right. such good advice. Uh, such good advice. Yeah, I know. I know when you're a real estate investor, and um, I think any real estate investor you you talk to has been there where it just seems like, you know, no money's hitting your pocket where <laughs> everything's just going out the door and you get frustrated and you just want to throw your hands up and be like, you know, I'm just done with this. But, um, uh, yeah. anybody that you talk to that's successful now and making a ton of money in real estate, they've all gone through that. So you just have to remember that. 
and, and just stay positive and stick with it. <laughs> Thank you. So seriously, folks that are listening, those words are, I'm laughing a little bit here, but you're so right, Garrett. You're so right. And it, I mean, it gives you such thicker skin, but in, when you're in it, it, uh, you know, it feels like the world's coming to an end. So yeah. when you're, yeah, when those checks are going out, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it can be deflating. Yes, very much. Thank you again for being here so much. Moving forward, anything you need, I'm always here. But thank you again for coming on the podcast and opening up and sharing this, yeah, this story. Thank you again. All right, thanks, John. Right. The ideas Talk to you and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 